This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Fire Escapes. Nightman. Protein gets out protein. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology television show, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I'm Matt Noss. With me at the table is my best friend, Matt Rose. How you doing, Matty? Whoop. And joining us via Skype and the wonders of technology, the sweetest lady in the whole wide world, it's Jen Hansen. I should probably <laughs> come up with like spooky, scary ones, but I can't be anything but who I am. Oh, that, no, I love it. <laughs> oh, guys, what an episode we have in store for you today. If this Ooh, is your I, first time joining us, thank you so much for giving us a chance. What we do around here is we watch Anthology Horror. It's a television show where every episode is a different scary story. I'm still... I'm and still, tonight is no exception. Tonight's Matt. no exception. Tonight was a good ep. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, we watched an episode called All in a Day's Work, and it is customary around these parts that we guess on title alone what this episode was about. And guys, I have to tell you, I have never been closer in all of Transmission's history. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah, I, I'm excited to hear, but I don't think you should go first. Because you're just going to yeah, blow ours out of the, the water. <laughs> no, you're not going to. You guys, come on. Who wants to well, go first? Well, I, I'll, I can I'll go, go first, first because I forgot to finish writing mine. Uh, <laughs> I have punching a clock ain't easy, even when you're a Dracula. The end. <laughs> I actually, I prefer that you just keep it short and sweet like that. Okay. All right. All in a day's work. Unemployed and down in his luck, Horatio Saxon needed a job soon. After crawling through the wan ads, he found a promising lead. Janitor at the St. George Apartments. But what about the rumors of the last janitor and his untimely death? Down a dump shoot. Oh, bringing it back. Shoot. Very nice. <clears throat> All in a day's work. It's five o'clock, but somebody is putting in some overtime. Looks like someone broke the seal on an ancient urn with a cursed spirit inside. <laughs> All in a day's work for a day-working exorcist. Time to punch out evil. Directed by Dang. Michael Dang! Wow. That's quite close. close. Quite I, close. Like I said, I am shocked. Quite uh, close, but unfortunately. None of these guesses were 100% correct. So, Jen, hit us up with them sweet days. All right, guys. Here we go. We watched season one, episode twenty-one, all in a day's work. This episode aired May sixth, nineteen eighty-nine. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. A man haunted by his doppelganger asks a white witch and single mother to help him raise a demon to defeat it before it takes him and her son. We didn't need to bring race into this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice day for a white witch. White Witch. Uh, this episode was directed by Alan Coulter. He has directed a bunch. He's directed the movie Hollywood Land. He directed uh, many episodes of Ray Donovan, Vinyl, Boardwalk Empire, Sopranos. Those are just the HBO shows, but he's done a ton of other uh, episodes. Uh, he also directed the Tales from the Dark Side episode Hush about the noise eater machine and the babysitter. Oh, wow. Oh. That's one of our favorites. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the story was written by uh, Maureen McHugh as Michael Galogosh. So I don't know why she wrote this story under a male pseudonym that sounds then, made up. <laughs> My name is Jordan Goulash Sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, are you just looking at your plate? <laughs> Perhaps you are. Okay. Uh, and the teleplay was written by Jewel Selbo. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, Jewel uh, Selbo, and I, I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, time to get a hat? No. 
hold the fuck on to it. Uh, <laughs> old Jewel wrote uh, 13 episodes of Tales from the Dark Side, uh, including our favorites like Grandma's Last Wish, The Bitterest Pill, and Barter. Oh. Uh, episodes starred Adrian Barbeau as Fiona, whose name I never heard in the episode. Yeah, I yeah, you and I were talking about that, and I yeah. don't recall ever hearing her name. Uh, Adrian Barbeau was awesome. She, she's one of the, uh, like the OG scream Queens. Uh, she's married to, uh, John Carpenter and appeared in the fog escape from New York swamp thing. She was in creep show carnival cannibal women in the avocado jungle of death, uh, which I always confuse with Amazon women on the moon. Yeah. And, uh, she was also in 95 episodes of Maud, which I've never seen. And I feel like I probably should. Uh, she was also the voice of Catwoman on Batman and animated she was, series. Yes, that's right. James Morrison played Stephen. He uh, had a lead role on the show 24 as Bill Buchanan. He began his career as a clown and high wire act for Carson and Barnes Circus. Whoa. Yeah, he's got lots of uh, theater and playwriting experience. He was also in Space Above and Beyond. Oh, no way. Uh, Brandon Bloom played Ian. Uh, he appeared in the movie Colors. He was on Dynasty. He was on the Colbys. He also starred as Billy in the Popples TV movie. If you recall the toys Popples and was like, hey, why can't this commercial I'm watching for Popples be an hour and 30 minutes? <laughs> Get ready to enjoy Popples the TV movie. I Too honestly, hot for theaters. I honestly don't remember Popples, so... Those are the uh, ones that folded in on themselves. Yeah, they just became a ball of a ball of uh, a fur. fur. Yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, Eddie Velez played uh, Belfamech. Belfamish. Well, I think, it, I think she said like Belfamech. I don't know. I she said it. Okay. She did say the name uh, three different ways. Yeah. In the oh, okay, so it could be Beetlejuice. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eddie Velez, uh, started a theater group while he was in the air force. Uh, it was the, uh, Moffat players at Moffat field in Mountain View, California. He's done a ton of theater work. He was, uh, in repo man. He was oh, in 21 no episodes of days of our lives. He was in 52 episodes of Port Charles and he was in one episode of a show called Nightman, oh, no which way. I had not heard of. So I thought, well, let's, what is Nightman about? Here's what Nightman's about. It, it aired in 1997. Here's the summary. After lightning strikes saxophonist Johnny Domino. I'm going to stop right there. Yeah. I'm uh, on board. I think uh, I am fully on board with this. I think no matter TV what, show. I want to see what this TV show is about. Yeah. Uh, so he is a saxophonist. His name is Johnny Domino. Dime. Yeah. 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 And he is hit by lightning. Oh, Okay. After lightning strikes saxophonist Johnny Domino, he finds he is telepathically tuned to the frequency of evil. This gives him an edge for finding the bad guys, and some special classified wearable gear gives him an edge for fighting them. Was he playing the saxophone when he got struck by lightning? That's what I would really like to know. I think we're going to have to watch the entire show to find out. (laughs) If If he doesn't play the saxophone... He will die is the wrinkle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it made it for two seasons. Two seasons on what network? Uh, uh, no, I thought it was a syndicated show, right? It could have been. Yeah, it looks like it was on CW. Oh, that makes sense. What? Yeah. Oh, guys, it looks so bad. Like even the title screens and his suit. It's like it's like Batman meets RoboCop, but made out of placemats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is we're gonna have to watch some of this. Okay. Okay. Anyway. I'm looking way forward, forward to, to it. it. Yeah. <laughs> For our nightman screenings. Yeah. <laughs> uh and uh that's I, I guess that's all I have to say about uh about that. Uh Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Oh, crispy critters. My favorite. Oh! Oh, look, 
It's Monsters, our favorite show. Maybe we should watch it. Let's watch Let's it. Let's watch it now. Shh, shh, it's starting. Let's watch it. <laughs> the door from the monsters swings wide open. And we're welcome to... The Big City! Cityscapes! Fire Escapes! So this is this is something that I wanted to talk about with you two. Of how this episode had the hugest boner for Fire Escapes. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, shot is Fire Escape City USA. They, they put the camera strategically at a place that when you looked at the mirror, you could see the Fire Escape. Yeah. yeah. Like they it I think was like they an showed... establishing shot. It wasn't an establishing shot. It was like forty establishing shots of all the fire escapes in New York <laughs> and possibly Tokyo. Yeah. It was bananas. The thing yeah. that you guys didn't get was the subtext. That uh the subtext is that uh, I'm listening. I'm listening <laughs> yeah. for the subtext. Is that fire escapes are the savior of a building. The Jesus of a building is the fire <laughs> escape. <laughs> of course, uh, everybody knows uh, that a fire escape is the Jesus of the building. Because when that building goes down, it's going to die for your sins of being a careless cook. <laughs> well, would it have being a what? Careless uh, cook. Oh, yep. I thought, I thought you said, you, Matt, I, there's, I seriously thought you said a hairless cock. <laughs> Why are you a hairless? Oh, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I didn't understand. Yeah, baby. You know what's happening. The cucks, they're cutting off all their hair. So they're watching uh, their wife get fucked. By <laughs> <laughs> a fire escape. That right. looks like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everybody knows your Lord and Savior is there in those metal steps. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Adrian so, Barbobot yep. is mixing up a potion. And we know it's a potion because yep. she tells us it's she a tells potion. Us it's a potion. Yeah. Then she gets Seven a phone times. call. She gets a, a phone call potion. from her dad. And uh, she doesn't have phone. She no. knows phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she does know phone. That's it's, a it's like she was. Yeah, it was like she was actually talking to somebody on a phone um, and that she had used the phone at least once in her life. Hey, dad. Oh, you are? Well, have you tried the lavender? Oh, no, I, I haven't seen him. No. Well, no, I'm going to pick him up from school. He's he's at school. He's in third grade. She no, answers. Dad, I'm not going to curse anybody for you. Yeah. You know, I don't do that. Well, see you later. Uh, she names her business when she Herbs answers the and phone. Herbs and herbalists. Yep. Yep. Because like alliteration sells product. Yeah. Uh, and just then. There's a knock at the door. So we're about to meet somebody who's going to be very important <laughs> to this, to this episode. episode. Yeah. And when you get introduced to him, it's through a fisheye lens. Yes. So I wrote down a description. So I want to play a little game with the with the two of you called okay. Knock Knock. Okay. And oh, then I want you to give me the description. I'll go first. Okay. <clears throat> knock Knock. It's one of the proclaimers here. <laughs> Okay. Knock knock. It's a nebbish Max headroom. <laughs> knock knock. It's Dieter from Sprockets. It's played by Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Booyah. And that was knock knock. Oh, I think we all won. I think we all won for the most <laughs> old references you could possibly yeah. make in a row. <laughs> But it is indeed uh, a gentleman who needs help. Uh, I love this part because in once you have the context of it, it's even more bizarre. Um, Adrian Barbeau's character is like, who sent you here? And the guy goes, Lisa. He's a Stigler. And then he's like, she's like, describe Lisa. I'm trying to keep the weirdos away. <laughs> Describe Lisa. You know, that thing that everybody makes you do before you enter their homes. Describe a person. I mean, to be fair, she is a witch. She probably has to deal with, like, a lot of weird people. Um, So he's like, oh, yeah, she's got brown hair and freckles. And, uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, blue eyes. Uh-huh. And. 
She's uh, got that cut. She's got the cut from when a horse kicked her in the face when she was a kid. Uh, uh-huh. And <laughs> uh, she doesn't have any arms or legs. She's just like a human box. But but also dim titties. Uh, open the door. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, she's like, okay, what are you here for? Love potion? Uh, no, I'm not interested in that. So it's a love potion. Nope, I'm I I don't I don't want one. Look, I I have I got a lot of love potion here. <laughs> I'm I'm swimming in love potion. But also, if you were to call me on my psychic hotline, I will tell you who's cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Stephen is here because he has a doppelganger that uh, has somehow manifested and is uh is following him around and it is starting to get more bold yeah it uh it went to the deli before him and got his favorite sandwich i guess yeah uh it it he he well he goes into the subway yeah grand central gets on the train and then it gets on the train across him and looks at him and makes sure that he sees him yeah uh and then last night he was in his apartment that must have been like a really weird coming home is to to walk into your apartment and see yourself, but like, uh, like let me not just quite tell a mirror you, universe version of yourself, just like a slightly shady version of yourself. If yeah. you opened your door and you saw you in your house, you would run away. Yeah. Do you mean just me, or do you mean anyone who saw themselves? I think anybody who saw themselves, if they did not have an identical twin, mm-hmm. would have cosmic horror. Oh, I would. I would I would probably try to kill myself. I would probably just be like, it's you or me and throw the gloves off and then just tackle myself. I, I feel like I would make whatever sound I would make when like I accidentally walked into a bathroom and saw a stranger pooping. Like, oh, which, oh, which oh, by the way, oh. happened, which happened to me two weeks ago um, <laughs> at work where I walked in and it was like, oh, you just don't lock the door. Okay. <laughs> And then, like, I basically ran out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, see you ah, later, forever. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Caca! Caca! Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm just gonna go self-emulate myself. See you later. <laughs> uh, she is having none of it. She is, uh, and I, I think the scene at the door too is showing. There are lots of points here that you see that she is pretty practical and she's pretty savvy. Mm-hmm. She does not fuck around with the the black arts she doesn't want any bullshit she doesn't as soon as he mentions doppelgangers yep, she's, she's she, like you got to you go are out of here she's get out wiping of house, her hands like nope, nope nope yeah. yeah and then he says like i heard the only way you can get rid of a doppelganger is by conjuring a demon and she just goes get out of my house yeah <laughs> get the fuck out of here Which, good answer yeah, yeah, yeah. Right you are, Adrian Barbeau. Good answer. Yeah, and she says, I only do small magic. It's less complicated that way. It's safer. Yeah. This is way too dangerous. Get out. So she goes to kick him out, opens the door. And uh, hey, Get guys. on the floor. Everybody walk the doppelganger sword. <laughs> <laughs> doppelganger sword doesn't sound like an animal. It sounds you like something you, you get us? after a one-night stand. <laughs> oh, God, I fucked myself so hard last night. I'm doppelganger, <laughs> doppelganger sore. sore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, oh, God. Don't say it. I tossed my own salad. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to... I s- knew I didn't wash. It's me. <laughs> I just had to check. All right, we're cutting... Check! Check what? <laughs> My butthole. Check my ass. I just want to check my butthole out. We're cutting this. No, no, I I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that we are going to continue on this course. (laughs) (sighs) Anyhow, anyhow. uh, See the doppelganger in the hallway, and that's an act break. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't know where the act breaks were, but if that's the act break, that was that was the act break because we heard like we heard like Terminator music. Yeah, it was Terminator mixed with like the the trash compactor scene in Star Wars. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Johnny Domino was one of San Francisco's hottest young jazz musicians, but fate and a cosmic event were about to change his life forever. What the doctors told him seemed impossible. John, 
Your brain has managed to acquire the capacity to pick up certain frequencies, like a radio. But, Doc, I'm all hearing bad stuff. Yes, exactly. You're tuned to the frequency of evil. Who said now, I'm on your side. A whole new line of super tools developed for super policemen. A belt, which enables him to overcome gravity. Fabrics, which are virtually bulletproof. A stealth mode, which makes him seem to disappear. A holographic display, which makes him appear to be where he ain't. Oh, God. So... Uh Oh, we I like got, that the fabric so is virtually bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's going to stop most bullets, yeah. but pesky bullets will get through. So, I mean, try not to get shot anyway. Like, you you got a good chance with this fabric. If you have an yeah. ornery bullet, that bullet will get through. If, if someone has a twenty-two, go crazy. Anything yeah. over? Eh. If they come at you with a 30-odd six... Run. Run. Yeah. Hide behind a dumpster. Do whatever you have to do. Use that anti-gravity belt. I, Block 17. You're going to want to turn the other way. <laughs> I, I just love and this hologram so you can be where you're not. Yeah. Meanwhile, they always put him playing the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I and love- we should say he's got a pretty luscious mullet. Oh, he's he's got some hair. That's for Feathered. sure. Feathered. And beautiful, I solid just, and liquid snake together. <laughs> <laughs> I could not help. His hair is the twin snakes. <laughs> Sorry, Manny. Uh, I just I couldn't help thinking about the saxophone player from Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that was on that was on like last weekend. And so, like, of course, I watched it. And uh, that whole scene in that movie is bonkers. Hey man, I play my saxophone by this burning can anytime I want. Yeah, and I'm oiled up and like flexing and I'm a weightlifter, but also I sing and play saxophone. And I have a new album coming out in 2019. Yeah, and I have a pyramid belt on. What the fuck is going on with this scene? Here is my question. When he puts the hologram up, he's playing with a bunch of musicians wouldn't Did the they musicians ev- not notice? Wouldn't they eventually be like, man, that, uh, what is his name? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Domino. Domino. Johnny Domino. Hey, hey guys, band meeting. We got to talk about Johnny Domino. <laughs> Thank really, you. I'm glad you said it. He's really phoning it in. Well, he's one of the premier jazz musicians in the area for daytime jazz. <laughs> daytime jazz. <laughs> But it seems to be, and I, I don't want to be a jerk no, here. No, no, of course. No, we all love Johnny Domino. He's always wearing the same outfit. Like have, every have you leather vest. Sometimes you go to pass Johnny Domino a Coors and it just falls <laughs> right through his body. If it's only happening to me, I'll drop it. Well, here's the thing. I talked to him and it just kind of like moved like three inches, like. But repeatedly, as if he was like on a loop, like on a loop. Yeah, he did yeah, that last yeah. week. Oh, that's a great point. Have you ever seen him go like uh, staticky? I guess I don't know how to describe it other than he looks like static. I am glad you mentioned that because I watched a stray dog run through his legs, <laughs> <laughs> and I was honestly bothered by it. And I yeah. go, Johnny, that dog ran through your legs, and he just. Did that three-inch loop thing. Just keeps playing, but it's playing so good. Yeah. But the thing is, he always does the same sax solos. Like, Do you think it had anything to do with when he got hit by lightning? He did tell us about that. But then, like, during the day, he's so cool. He's so cool. He's so cool that he was willing to stand on top of the Empire State Building doing the sax with a metal saxophone, which is just a lightning rod. And we were like, Johnny, get down. Here's the thing, and I don't want to be the first to say it. Of course not. No, we love Johnny Domino. I love Johnny Domino. But do you think it could be, I don't know, 
maybe a hologram so he can be somewhere he ain't. What? What? Nah, I mean, I've thought it through. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Are you talking about? Are you talking about Johnny Domino, the guy who set the Guinness World Record for playing a saxophone on top of the World Trade Center? That guy. Look, I ain't trying. It's more likely to be an allergy to something. (laughs) Look, I'm just saying. There's this guy, Nightman, that came out of nowhere that has all these gadgets. Maybe Johnny Domino was Nightman. Have we ever seen Nightman <laughs> play the saxophone? <laughs> oh, shit, he just got killed by a hologram. <laughs> no one stops Johnny Domino. <laughs> and we're back. Oh, I'm glad we were able to find that script to that episode. <laughs> That was I love whenever a TV show does behind the scenes during an episode. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we hit, we it's a real B plot. <laughs> yeah. So I had a question for you here. Okay. Yes. Um Stephen, that is his name, right? Stephen Rose. Stephen is in the apartment waiting for Adrian Barbeau and her son to come back. And there is a knocking at the door. This, yes. this turns out to be a red herring. I'm going to blow it. But at that point in time, I was like, is this a gun? Mm. You know, is is Steven actually going to be the doppelganger when she returns? And oh, um, interesting. they didn't do that. Uh, and no. you know it immediately because Adrian Barbeau returns to her son and uh, <laughs> the doppelganger goes, would you like some penny candy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he shows up like a world-class pedophile. <laughs> he, he might as well have been holding... He has a bouquet, a bouquet, a bucket. He has a handful of lollies. And he might as well have been wearing like a little short pants suit and a, and a straw bowler hat. He might as well have been holding a bucket of popcorn over his penis, which is in the <laughs> hole in the bucket. Nothing about this looks kosher nothing and this kid's like yeah no thanks yeah i'm i'm a dumb kid and even i know that's rapey hey so the mom sees this freaks out pulls him in closes the door and then starts to give really conflicting advice to this kid on the person that was outside where she was like, you see that guy? That guy's a real doucher. If you, if see, you see that, that guy, guy again, again, punch him in the nuts. And then he turns around and he's like, uh. You mean that guy who's in the house? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. That one's fine. This guy's fine. No problem with him. It's a real doppelganger situation. Don't worry about it. Well, we get to a point called practical magic and those who practice it. There is some intense circle drawing music. (laughs) She has a tube of Revlon lipstick. Well, I wasn't sure whether it was uh, whether it was lipstick or whether it was a crayon. But regardless, it doesn't do a very good job of making a continuous line, which I think is kind of necessary if you're making like a summoning circle. Just just throwing that out there it's, but. it's during this time while while she's making this circle that he reveals that he is studying magic for his phd yes. you mean in pagan magical in pagan. Ar- artifacts yes. yeah why does he not know how to do any of this stuff he seems useless whatever well and then for some reason he produces a piece of paper that is part of his doctoral thesis and she looks at it and goes well this is it you conjured it dumbass yeah. He's like, I just drew some shapes. Yeah. And said some words. And that's when she says, You people are a menace. You're like high school students building an atom bomb. I I enjoyed this. I enjoyed her admonishment of him, but I also was infuriated by I just drew some occult imagery and it said a few <laughs> words. This is like 
And that, like, I would understand that explanation if it was her third grade son explaining how he summoned a demon. But, like, this is supposed to be somebody who is getting a PhD in pagan arts and magic. So you mean nobody else was in the room while you were, you know, like, there's not a professor there? Or you don't know the name of this demon or the incant or the book that you used? Like, I mean, I would think that. Yeah, I mean, you you would know whether it was the lesser key of Solomon or like the... This guy looks like he's been round the block a few times. He isn't like a fresh-faced freshman. No. He doesn't look like a teenager. He looks like... He says he's working on his PhD. Yeah, he's... he's he looks middle-aged. He does look yeah. middle-aged. Um, but that's when he says he got into this whole thing... Uh, to to try to talk people out of this nonsense, um, and then like kind of goes go, down like sort of a dickish route where it's like because only rubes believe in this kind of crap, and it's like, well, why the fuck are you here, you idiot? Yeah. Okay, and uh, that's another thing I love about this this level of skepticism. You've got a goddamn doppelganger up outside. You're at a witch's house, and you're like, this is all for morons. It's 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 a it's a bunch of nonsense. But help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I honestly don't know how this is going to work out. And I'm very scared for my life. <laughs> Look, I just I've just watched the ring tape once. And um, <laughs> I didn't even stay for like the post credit scene. So I think I'm OK. Yeah, it's it's fine. But also every picture of me is like blurred in a way yeah. that all I, the eyes are black and bleeding. Yeah, Is and I bad? keep having visions of a horse head <laughs> and a girl and what looks like a well. It's fine. Yeah. But also, please help me because I'm afraid I'm going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> I have like half an hour left, right? <sighs> well, she drew a, a, base, a circle of protection. For lack of a better term, yeah, a she, serpent. Has, she has a conjuring circle, yeah, and, and yeah, and and she's putting out all the other. We're getting like like a chef setting up mise en place, but it's like magic style. Oh, I was very proud of this. I wrote fire, earth, water, air. I bought this all at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, Matt. That was very good. I'm I was very proud so of you. proud of myself because <laughs> it is. It's just like a bag of luck. Uh, <laughs> a pinch of hope a cup for things oh. so she lights the candle um and they all get in the circle uh and and she says that the, apparently the doppelganger is there for ian now where it was like oh yeah she explains that yeah, the doppelganger is not interested in uh, in so, Stephen anymore. So the pro- they oh. they always want the children. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and while is- she's explaining this, uh, sorry, Maddie. Well, I was just going to say that uh, throughout the episode, whenever there was a fire escape, I would write fire escape and underline oh, nice. it. And there was just a fire escape. Yep, okay. because we got to see outside a window. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh but while she's explaining how doppelgangers, this doppelganger wants children to do whatever with, uh, they're making sure they are not paying attention to Ian at all. And you hear out the door. Which is the same kind of whispering that that Stephen heard uh, before they got home the first time. And I'm like, Adrian Barbeau is a better mother than this. Yeah. (laughs) I was very angry at this part because he straight up walks right behind her. Yeah. And it's just like her mom's senses are at 10. Right. There's no way this kid got by her. But for the sake yeah. of the episode, he gets to the door and opens it. Which brings us to wind, glorious, smoky wind. <laughs> Musical guest, smoky wind, Robinson. <laughs> uh, so she pulls him back. They, She's like, everybody get in the circle. Uh, circle gets the square. Circle gets the square, <laughs> and suddenly the demon is here. Uh, and guys, he's a frogman. Well, wait, well, wait. No, hold on. It's it's not. Qu- she doesn't quite get there because she has to conjure another demon to get rid of this demon. So that's that was it, this was the most confusing part of the episode. Okay. When the door opens, that's the doppelganger. The doppelganger spirit enters the room. Why doesn't the doppelganger? The appearance of the doppelganger enter the room. Why is he suddenly smoke now? I don't know. 
and it's right. confusing. Well, because she had to, uh, she had to yell at the second demon to present itself. So she has. She knew his true name, so she was able to command him to do things. She didn't know the true name of the uh, the doppelganger demon, which was why she had no control over him. Okay, but but the doppelganger demon is the one who shows up first. Correct. That's the one who goes through the door, and then she said, and then they realize that they left one thing outside of the circle. Yeah, that was the jar that they were going the to cast the holding. demon in. Yeah, yeah. so. That is when uh, <laughs> jar of holding, <laughs> uh, and that is that Equip? is when she says, "Like, all right, uh, we're gonna just call another demon to take care of this one," um, and then he's gonna leave. And that made me think: Are all demons Mister Meeseeks? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Because there's a there's a couple of key things that I I I didn't remember until this moment. Steven said it takes a demon it takes a demon to get rid of the doppelganger which we probably covered at we the beginning covered, yeah. but I re- that part came back at that point where I was like mm-hmm. okay and this was kind of convoluted so it takes a demon to get out a demon which is the old era statement of it takes protein to get out protein sure <laughs> yep i mean everybody knows that so the doppelganger cloud of smoke comes in the door and then leaves out the window by the fire escape mm-hmm. and they're all like ah nuts well i guess we gotta conjure the the demon that we need to get that demon so why does the doppelganger spirit leave no idea but i probably because it sees the circle and it's just like i'm not okay. getting in there not getting in there i'm out of here i'll be back well and then Adrian Barbeau was like, look, these demons change their names every 40 years. 47 years. Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, get lucky. Uh, Hosefat, I command. Nope. Okay. Jarakaru. Uh, nope, come nope. here. Man. Befelamek. Bella Felmolblock. I'm a look. <laughs> well, okay. So you, you kind of blew what he looks like. Sorry. Well, no, just, did, you didn't. You didn't give what your actual description was. I just said a frogman was here. Yeah. Because first he's a frog. Yeah. Well, I wrote down something a little bit different. Matt, what did you write down? I wrote down he was an extra from an old Toad production of Stand and Deliver. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote like I wrote this. Oh, hey, it looks like someone shops at Bugle Boy for the casual horned lizard. Because <laughs> he didn't look like a frog to me, he looked like a horned lizard. Okay, but yeah, I mean, either way, he's uh, he's a fun amphibian slash reptile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, Adrian Barber. We're at an act break. We're at an act yeah, break here. Right. That is correct. Yes. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. So should I find that Popples movie trailer? Uh, yeah, so we can watch the Popples movie trailer. It's only 30 seconds, so if you want to play like an era commercial too, that's fine, or anything else. Oh, we might just have to. Okay. Here. Ah, fighter of the night, the night man. man. Ah, ah, champion of the sun. The Popples are coming. Popples. Yes, <laughs> Popples. <laughs> what? The Popples! <laughs> Talking Furballs! Ooga, a booga! You talk! <laughs> so do you! Where do you. How do you. Where do you come from? <laughs> like that, Mom, it's magic. Hey, hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. Fuck you! <laughs> hey, hey, Mom. Why don't you shut that dirty whore mouth that was on dad last night and just let these popples be what they are. Huh? How about that? Oh, what? I like how she started with how are you and then said, what are you? (laughs) Yeah. Protein stains when they're ground in, soaked through. 
you need more power to cut through. The protein power of new Era Plus. This tough grass stain is made of protein, and protein gets out protein. Now Era has more power to even cut through the ground-in dirt below. Nothing gets out every stain, but now there's new Era Plus. Protein power to cut clean through. Works on jizz. <laughs> How is a grass stain a protein stain? Wouldn't I wouldn't grass be more carbohydrate? I don't know. Um, Jen, it's a protein stain. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot you were an era scientist. <laughs> Here at the, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if the whole conceit of era's protein gets out protein is aimed at the people who jizz everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> We can't say jizz in the commercial. But we can say protein enough that, like, they'll get it. They'll get it. <laughs> Where we'll it's like ground in protein. Like, mm. yeah, we'll say we'll say grass because you know how every time you ejaculate, you go grass. <laughs> <laughs> so people will get it. People will get it. They, we will also show mustard stains because must. <laughs> so I'm thinking we can cross market with Lubriderm and like every bottle of Era comes with a little squeezer bottle. Mm, I like oh, this guy. I like this that's guy. So good. <sighs> Protein. Wink. Well, I'm going to go test this bottle of Era again. Nobody come in. <laughs> or Look, come in if you want to. Well, I'm going to come everywhere. You know what I mean? Look, I have this rag that is caked. <laughs> I'm going to throw it. <laughs> See, he, okay, here's the problem we're solving. All these sailors are ruining their socks. <laughs> the U.S. government needs healthy socks on sailors' feet. This sock has ground-in grass stains that are white. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but with the power of era, it's like you never came grass. Wait, I'm losing. I'm, I'm, wait. Everybody knows that ejaculate is very similar to grass. It's protein. They're both protein. They are both protein stains. Protein stains. That's a thing, right? Protein gets out protein. Uh Wait, uh, why isn't Era made of jizz? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Back wait, wait. up. How, how do we know that it isn't? Okay, this this oh, is a great. rabbit hole we do not want to go down. Oh, that's good. Hey, I got a question for you. If protein gets out protein, can you rub two steaks together and they disappear? <laughs> God damn it, finish sweeping the floor. <laughs> rub two steaks together. <laughs> I've been rubbing these sticks together for the last five minutes and there's nothing left. <laughs> oh, God. And we're back. This is the highbrow comedy you've come to expect. Oh, boy. Transmissions from the dark side. So Adrian Barbeau tells Frogman to switch to a more attractive form. Well, so Comely. I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to point something out that for a witch... She sure does quote scripture frequently. She does. So I I wrote that down and I was like, Christianity? This is Christianity's being used? I am shocked. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think that I, you know, maybe I just don't know enough about my my Christian lore, but I don't remember there being a lot of like white witchcraft or any any level of witchcraft involved in I I don't recall um I don't recall witches even white witches doing that well during the Inquisition. So no. oh yeah, 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 good point. Yeah, no, I, I, my limited knowledge of devils and demons and, and things come is quite simply that the name of Jesus is enough to command a demon out. Period. Okay. That that's basically it. That it isn't the individual has no power to cast a demon out. It is only the power of Christ that can get the demon out. 
That's about yeah, all. Much or, like or Hera getting jizz out of a sock. Right. <laughs> protein gets out. She protein. gets out protein. The name of Christ gets out. The a devil thing. A devil. Okay, or or right. finding the true name of the demon because then you have you have control over the demon. Well, I, they don't put that in the Bible, baby. <laughs> Well, kind of, because when when Jesus goes and tries to exercise the little girl, yeah, and he says, "I am lead," yeah, like he was finding out what the true name was to cast it out, and then he was like, "Hey, I'm I'm Jesus," and they were like, "Oh, okay, we'll see you later. See you later. (laughs) Two (laughs) dollars." Wait, wait, wait. Was was Freddie Freaker the demon? I thought Freddie Freaker was an apostle, but that's just (laughs) yeah, because he knows what's jamming and scamming from here to hell. He wasn't the one who betrayed Christ, but he was like, he was pulling some scams. <laughs> what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. All right. Change. Oh, God. I just wrote this down. So I guess they changed him into a homie. <laughs> I wrote he changed into a member of the Latin Kings. <laughs> this this change was unexpected. He goes from a frogman <laughs> to... Um, to a straight up like well he was wearing the same outfit his face is the only thing that changed i thought for some reason i pictured the frogman i, I remember the the frogman being in a suit uh no, but no. I think he had the he had the top button on that checkered shirt i don't okay. like everything I, I don't remember the top button that was the part that i didn't see i went back to make sure okay because i do remember the fine z cavarici pants <laughs> and the excuse me the the way his hands were in his pocket, yeah, kind of like he was. Oh no, he looked he looked fancy when he first showed up, but then she was like in a more pleasant form, and then he comes back, and he doesn't have the frog face, but he's like the, the same guy. And my dude has a coke nail for days. Oh, he's got yeah. two coke nails. He's got it coke nails quit. for days. Well, and he keeps biting them for some reason. It's very creepy it's, yeah it's but i liked i liked this this actor he yeah. was just he was doing a lot of uh he had a lot of business he had a lot of business this actor was not at a loss for things to do yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what to do go back to biting your nails right uh so she is trying to get the get the dirt on this doppelganger demon and he is he's like look a demon can't betray another demon uh all all the other demons will make my life in hell hell if i help you uh he he does not want to help but she keeps busting out the christianity and it it pains him yeah so he ends up conjuring the uh the doppelganger um and um, it, the room starts to smell like Roy Moya. Roy Moya. I <laughs> did we all write it? Good. So, <laughs> uh, so she requests its true name, and uh, the other demon, the um, the stand and deliver demon, is like, uh, I'm really not supposed to, but his name is Draymond. Um, and this Which, is where uh, we this is where we see its true form. From everybody. So it goes from Stephen Rose to um, what did you write, Maddie? I wrote he was a sweet and sour bat troll. (laughs) I have him as a cursed gummy bear. That's exactly (laughs) what I wrote. I was like a gummy bear demon. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he looks great. He was he like you could see veins and stuff. It was it was a good. His eyes were moving around. I thought he looked really cool. It was. It was a really cool effect. His uh, his mouth moving kind of reminded me of the baby from Eraserhead. Yeah, yeah, or kind of like a uh, like a really creepy like fish. Yeah. Ooh, creepy fish. Uh, so they have left because they had to rush into this protection circle. They left one important thing outside of the circle, which yep, is the canister? this canister, the canister of demon holding, and this yes. thing will not. Stop making eye contact with the kid, Ian. And Ian's like, this thing is freaking me out, yeah, mom. Make it stop <laughs> looking at me, please. Like he says this probably five or six times because d- just the demon just No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep looking at you. And now Adrian Barbeau's character has to be like, look, um, uh, you need to make sure that nothing happens to my man's here because he has to go get uh he's a helper. So he has to go get the the holding the canister, container. and she's just like, "Eh, more Christianity threatens." I'll say a hail mary in your name, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll have a holy candle made and then I'll burn it at St. Patrick's. He's like, geez, I get it. Okay. He can go get the box. So he goes, he gets the box, he brings it back. Um, and then what they have to do is they have to command the demon into the canister and then seal it completely in with wax. wax. Um, but, you know, I mean, you're, you're in a room with two demons. They're, they're not exactly going to play by the rules. So, um, Buffalo Muck. Um, Buffalo Muck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buffaletta. He, <laughs> Buffalo. Oh, I love a good Buffaletta. Mm. <laughs> uh, he starts playing tricks on, uh, on Adrian Barbeau. And he's like, oh, uh-oh, looks your son like, stepped out of the circle. Looks like Ian stepped out of the circle. And she freaks out, spins around, and knocks the jar that Stephen is sealing in wax. Uh, and since, like, I think all three of them at this point are out of the circle, or maybe it was just the two of them, uh, it starts... At first, it looked like Draymond was pulling her hair but I could Trying swear to pull late- her further out of the circle. I thought, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, but it's pulling her by the hair. But I could swear later, like maybe a minute later, it looks like it is just humping her face. I wrote head humped <laughs> by a gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> there, I wrote Jello demon nibbles her hair. Okay, there I is can't be classy. There is a there is a moment when Buffaletta goes, "Hey, he's not an assistant. He doesn't know anything." <laughs> Which must make him feel really good about that PhD he's getting in the occult. <laughs> yeah, from DeVry, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Ferris State University. Yeah, yeah. this is not your... You got it from ITD. <laughs> this is not a top-tier occult school. No. And then uh, uh, Buffalo Muck is like, Oh, you committed a mortal sin. You conjured a demon, baby. You gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> uh, so she is yelling. Is she yelling or is it Stephen is saying we have to seal the canister and the kid throws the, the candle wax on the canister. So this works. And Does I'm it? Like, yeah, I'm, it does. It works. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, it works, but I don't. It works, but I don't think it works because doesn't the demon have to be in the canister for them to seal him into the canister? One million percent what I was thinking. Yeah, I was but like, I, I guess not. Like, I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing where I was like, well, but he's out of the canister. So you sealing the canister is, is just like. Jen, yeah. they waxed the genie back into the bottle. That's not how canisters work <laughs> they see maybe it could just like project itself out of the, the canister. They, that's a real stretch this was a problem yeah it, this is this is what you have the problem with well yes honestly because they've been so quote-unquote meticulous with every other aspect okay yeah i would have why wasn't adrian barbeau screaming incantations or something that like shove him back into the canister like she started speaking latin but yeah. like they needed more of that she's she needed to say buffalo muck get, uh i command you and the lord jesus christ to get um draymond into the jar and then like and just kind of repeat it like the power of christ compels you type thing mm-hmm. And then get them back in the jar and seal well, it but, up. But okay, so there is one thing though that I think you're forgetting is that this is not the kind of magic she does. She had to get a book out to learn what the like the sigil she was supposed to draw on the ground was. That's true. That, okay, that's that's fine, but but it shouldn't have worked then because he wasn't in the canister. You can't. You don't throw out the the little. Uh, Ghostbusters trapping device, and then the ghost gets away, and you go, eh, "It's good enough." And then you seal <laughs> the traps tra- closed. Then you seal the trap, and you're like, "Ghost is in here." Right. <laughs> no, that'll be I five thousand dollars, please. I just saw it going down the street. Uh, nah. Yeah, but I got a smoking trap, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was thrown off by that, but I went. That on was the ride. my biggest problem with this. I went on the ride anyway. Uh huh. And now Draymond is in the jar. Everything's kind of back to normal. Yeah, except uh, for except, Steve. Uh, Steve has his arm around her, and is, it's well. It instantly becomes like, hey, these two are gonna fuck. 
You know, um, sometimes when people go through life-threatening situations together, they're bonded for life. And I would like to bond my protein (laughs) to your protein. And maybe we can get out some protein. It's a very sitcom-y ending. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, destroying a demon makes up for conjuring a demon. So your soul's probably okay. It's probably not a mortal sin anymore, which, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. And um, also, the, hey, Mrs. C. <laughs> <laughs> the hell won't take me back and heaven can't take me neither. You need an assistant? And I oh, wrote, well, yeah, why don't now she is a slave and a boyfriend. <laughs> it's all in a day's work for this modern witch. Ugh. So she asks him to fix dinner, and he he looks at the camera and he goes, "Oh, I'll fix dinner. It's a living. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix it real good. Real good. Do 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 do. Crack that whip. <laughs> do 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 do. A licorice whip." <laughs> You know, the sad part to me is that whenever I think of Whippet, that is actually what I think of. That's all I think of now. Oh, Smithers. Yeah. Uh, that's the episode. Yeah, I had a problem with the end of this episode. I felt like it really fell apart in like the last three minutes. Well, let's go to the writer's room and, and let's talk about it. Because I am one million percent with you, Jen. I am so with you. I loved this episode. Yeah, uh, I thought I, it was really cool. I loved the... Um, I loved the trip that they took you on, the doppelganger. Mm -hmm. There was an intensity, almost a creepiness at the beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. that I really dug. Um, The music was on point. It's funny. I I had the um, subtitles on just because I didn't want to have the TV on too loud. Mm -hmm. And the music that played at the beginning, the subtitle for that music was um, Captivating music plays. <laughs> it was truly captivating. It was music. captivating. I was so captivated. But when we got to the the third act, mm-hmm. they kind of lost a little bit of their focus on what was making the first two acts work. Yeah. You know, they were like, "Well, we're all in this room together. Let's have some fun." But so how would you fix it? I think I would have uh so the the gummy bear demon is like pulling her or something, she gets knocked out, and uh uh what's his face? Steven like picks up the book or something that they're using, does some incantation, uh like lights and color, everything goes away. Uh and then she wakes up and you know, it seems like it's a happy ever after thing uh, that Steven has suddenly been able to handle this, but we knew Steven was terrible at magic. So then you realize he is the doppelganger at the end. And so he is the demon that's going to be now kind of haunting them. See, that would have been kind of that, that gun scenario that we were mm-hmm. talking about because we really don't see the Steven doppelganger. Well, we see him with the candy for the kid. Mm-hmm. So, so if we cut that part, yeah, um yeah, I think we're there with with that. Yeah, I you either do that twist or you just maybe stay more consistent with the rules of the first two act. Right. And consistent with the rules of having the demon's name. Mm-hmm. Cuz she had Draymond's name. Yeah, I mean, she had its true name. She could command it. I don't know why she didn't just command it to get in the jar. Close the lid, seal it in wax, and be done and with be it. And be done with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and and when they added when uh, Belphemic or whatever showed up, it was like they were they suddenly went into comedy territory when the beginning of the episode, the first two acts were not like that. Correct. Yeah. And I didn't think they needed to go there. I thought that was sort of a strange choice. Yeah. I think so. Ah, uh, Jen, give us a rating. Sure. Uh, how many uh, jazz holograms would you give this episode? Six? Seven? Seven. Yeah, I'm going to go with like six and a half. Okay, I'm going to go with six and a half too. I really, I did really like it. it, it I did. I enjoyed it. It yeah. did on Barbo, of course. It did unspool at the end. Yep. Uh, but boy, oh boy. But it was fun. 
I had yeah, a I mean, lot at of least fun. it didn't completely come apart. It just it just loosened a bit. It could have. It, it was no barter. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I want you. I mean, that started. That already started a loose, like a loose ball of string. Yeah. Right. Exactly. When you have a puddle of noodles. Right. Um. You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Instagram and Facebook, TFTDS Pod on Twitter. I also would recommend if you want to send us an email, send it to TFTDS. Nope. That's not right. If you'd like to send us an email, it's T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. There he is. Ah, man, oh man. The, trans- <sighs> the transmission needs are coming up. Because we're almost to the end of the first season. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're going to give you a little peek behind the old curtain here. They're going to change this year. They're going to change for monsters. It's not going to be the same. I'm afraid. So, I'm afraid uh, of change. I fear change. So. Will this be change that I like? I'm going to tell you right now. I think everybody is going to love these changes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was a close one. Well, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. I was getting to it. (laughs) Hey, um, did I forget anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. daylight. That's it. Um, Bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by... Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time. Try to enjoy the daylight.